You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I think probably feeling myself again was a little bit like coloring back in the lines. I think I probably came online in stages. We have so many roles as as wife and mother and running a house and then working as well. And I had stepped out of my job almost for a year that I think uh, probably I didn't have time to worry about myself for a while. Hello and welcome to our podcast, the place where we love to talk about life's ups and downs and twists and turns. I'm Lisa Oz. And I am Jill Herzig. And Lisa's latest twist and turn is that she's lost her voice. <laughs> but that's okay. We'll, it's gone. We will soldier on. Um, and I, we're offering you tea and all kinds of things. But one thing that people could know about me and should know about me is that I am the worst caregiver in the world. I am a terrible nurse. Um, I have not noticed that. You're always trying to take care of us. I'm a caring person. You are. Who doesn't nurse well and doesn't accept nursing particularly well either. Like I just like, if I'm down, I go to ground and nobody sees me until I pop up again. But, um... Oh, well, you know, you are an amazing caretaker. No, no, I'm actually mediocre at it and thankfully have been blessed to not have to do it too much um would, our guest would. today is like par excellence caregiver probably not definitely not by choice um someone who has taught the world <laughs> about what caregiving is yes we are joined today by lee woodruff who is a good friend and a brilliant woman and the author of multiple new york times bestsellers and a media coach and all sorts of things um what else are you? Like? I think that's we enough. Could go on. That is <laughs> enough. And the, and the brand of a car voice There's is more, making though. me feel like I just need to crawl under the covers and and listen, listen. about yourself. Listen, listen to you. We'll you talk sexy, you. sultry thing, you. <laughs> I'm gonna flirt with you. It's already yeah. yeah. sexier than yeah. even normal today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just take off my. Just take it right <laughs> off, babe. Yeah. It's we're all women. We're all, and I'll care. Take you with your yes. shirt off. Yeah. Yes. So well, for for the listeners who don't know. For the few people there that have not heard your story, can you just tell us about how you went from being 
just a regular wife to suddenly being the most in the most intense caregiving situation imaginable. I will. And I think I find it so interesting because caregivers really kind of come in all different shapes and sizes. But you just made me think of the fact that many caregivers are just bathed into this in fire, as I was. Yeah. And it was 2006. My husband had been covering wars at ABC for a decade. Uh, he had just taken the anchor chair after Peter Jennings passed away, very sadly, from lung cancer. And he was in Iraq for the State of the Union address. It was like his ninth time there. And what happened to him is what happens to our soldiers every day. It was a really pivotal part in the war where homemade devices, IEDs, explosives had really ratcheted up. I'm not sure we'd caught up with that or that we were completely on top of that in the, in our on our side of the pond. He was hit by a roadside bomb, uh, should be dead, really, had half of his skull removed to save his life in Iraq by incredible neurosurgeons there that had seen you know, thousands of these, so knew exactly what they were doing. And then he was in a coma for 36 days. My kids were really little, and I just became overnight, you know, my best friend might be not alive every day when I woke up. So that puts life in perspective pretty darn quick. Those dirty dishes in the sink, oh, well, too bad, right? Yeah. 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 And his overall recovery was long and arduous, yeah? It was a, a brain injury recovery, and I had never heard the words TBI, traumatic brain injury, which the war has familiarized us all with, or the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. But it was a year. I remember Lisa asking me this. It was on a podcast that you did a couple of years ago. And I remember you saying, when did you let your breath out? Yeah. And and it was a good year. Yeah. 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 Because well, you, you had four small children that you were taking care of as well. How did you balance all of that, the five people that you were, did you have someone supporting you? Was Did you have friends or relatives? I had on? no friends. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, boy, that balance word just doesn't belong in that part of caregiving, but I, know, I understand what you're saying. And every day there was something that was working well and probably other things off balance. It was many years later, and I've written about this and I speak about this, but I realized the, the four legs of my stool, my chair, all started with F. And those were the things that held me up in different degrees, in different ways, on different days. Mm. And those were family, of course. I have two sisters. Bob has three brothers. One of them was in our house as I was in Washington in the military hospital with Bob. I decided, and it was the smartest thing I did, I dumb-lucked into it, that the kids should all stay in their orbit. That to move them to down to Washington would be so disruptive. And so there was a family member in our house at all times. And the second F was friends. And people cycled in and out. People cycled role. in and out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I did have a nanny. She was a half-time nanny because I'd always worked. But she immediately became a full-time nanny when this happened. She just stepped into that role. Didn't know the kids' schedules because I was sort of on the older kids. There's a six-year age gap. So she sort of was on the babies, as we called them. They were five, my girls, when Bob was injured. But she didn't know when Catherine's tennis was or Max soccer. I was usually done with work in the afternoon and could do all that. Everybody just stepped in. So family, friends. The third one is faith because I think people have different belief systems. And at the end of the day when I was not talking to God, finally on day 35 before Bob woke up, I was like, okay, screw it. I'm going to just say a prayer because I got got nothing left in the chamber. Mm. And the last F is funny. Because you have to have a sense of humor when you're going through. So what on earth were you able to laugh at during these times? Oh, my gosh. The fact that Bob woke up and 
like looked down at his dressing gown and was like, so was, was I like this the whole time? Did everybody see? We were like, <laughs> no. yeah, they saw. And no one was very impressed, okay? So get over yourself. You know, just like everything was wow. funny. When he woke up, he really woke up. He really woke He did. He woke up like night and day. Like you're not supposed to wake up from a brain injury. They, they kept trying to turn the medication down to see if he would come out of it, and he didn't. And then one day he just woke up speaking French and Mandarin. And wondering where his boxers were. And wondering, like, has everybody seen the jewels? Yes. And I was like, no one wanted the jewels, babe, okay? <laughs> so get over it. Yeah. And hey, that is funny. That, but, but you know what I will say? And I read, I've read up on this later. It's so true. Gallo's humor is there for a reason. And it's because when we can laugh at the thing that scares us, like whistling across the graveyard, then we put it in a box. We can exercise control over it. And that's why it feels so good. Hmm. What did you do to decompress when you weren't laughing yet? <laughs> yeah, I know. We were laughing the whole time. I was so happy he was alive yeah. that for the longest time that euphoria carried me until but it you, didn't. You didn't even know if he was going to come out of that coma. Though. No. Because he, he may have come, come back and woken up and not being able to talk. Yeah, or who he was totally. going to be able to be. We didn't know if he could talk. We didn't know if he'd remember us. And I had, the day before he woke up, I had been touring acute care nursing facilities because the docs were saying, we've kind of done all we can do for him. So he's not waking up. He has to be able to do two hours of rehab to, you know, move on to the next, and he's not. So you need to probably put him in a nursing home. I had come from that to walking in the next day at 6 a.m. My cell phone had been off to having this man sitting up in bed, the eyes open, looking at me going, where have you been? Wait, this is the day after you prayed for the first it time? It is. I know it sounds That's like a, a made-for-TV movie. I know, I seriously. Know. Has Lifetime called you about this yet? They did. And we <laughs> Has said, a megachurch called you about this story. Yet? It's in the book. We don't want to have the whole scene start with like a brownie uniform and some <laughs> pedophile like lurking. So before she met him, she was in the Girl Scouts. Cue the wolf. <laughs> so, but at that point begins a whole other journey, a whole other journey of helping him kind of walk, step his way step by step back to a more normal life, return to a more normal life. And it sounds like that's when the impact on you started to really be felt. So what was that like? It was overwhelming to realize that all of a sudden this healthy 46-year-old man I'd been married to who I could just kiss goodbye and wherever he would go, I would not have to think about him or his happiness or his work all of a sudden was, you know, sleeping half the day. He was still missing his skull. It would be months before they would put that back on. Um, not following, if there were more than one conversation cognitively, he couldn't often follow it. It was terrifying. And so I did what I probably most people in this situation do. You start cooking your plan B. You know, sell the house, go back to, I'll go back to work full time to get benefits, you know, all that. You just sort of have this plan ready to go when you're responsible for all these little babies. And how did the kids, you said little babies, how did, how were they? Because you had to deal, you're the mom, you have to deal with their stress around this as well. And not let them, or did you let them see your, it didn't. your tough moments? It didn't. And I don't know, I'm sure they did. You know, it wasn't yeah. like I was popping in like Doris Day doing like breaking into Oklahoma and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't want them to carry that extra burden because they could see that dad was different. And I was getting a lot of questions. Is dad always going to be like this? Yeah. You know, will he be the same? And I decided early on to just keep it to the headlines. I knew that the minute I started dipping down and talking about, you know, blood pressure or whatever, any of these, like, details, I could see my my second child, my daughter, just 
go to 10 in nervousness and fear. Well, when we come back, I want to talk about nervousness and fear a little more. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Before the break, we were talking about nervousness and fear. It's such a great way to go out. But I do want to just delve into a little bit more about you. We talked about the event and, and Bob and what happened. But what did you do to keep yourself strong in this time? Because you had to have, you talked about the four pillars, but those are external. That's not really like the nervousness and fear and anger and frustration. and. Yeah, I mean, you're your vision of your life was suddenly erased and you didn't, and no real picture came into view for a while, right? Yes. And that was, that's a really interesting way to look at it because I think we all carry around this vision of what life's going to look like. We're smart enough to know that it doesn't always follow the script, but that had just literally been blown up. I think a couple of things. I, I would love to think about this question more, but off the top of my head, the first thing that I did is the hardest thing in the world to do, and it's every Hallmark card, which is just shrink yourself down to being in that moment. Mm. So I remember Robin Roberts saying one time to me, if you look back, it's sad, because that was before you were ill or whatever your thing is, your big bad thing. And if you look forward, it's scary. So the best thing to do, just be where you are in the moment. So I really, really tried to do that. I remember getting up before everybody else. I'd go make my coffee with my little milk frother, and I'd fix my gaze out on the sky and the green grass and a flower and just try to be like, okay, I'm alive today. I made it. I got up, you know, one more day, cheesy as that sounds. And I think the other thing that just 
kind of fixed me was I just got super warrior-esque. I got off caffeine, even though I just told you I drank coffee. But during the worst of it, I got off caffeine. I ate only healthy foods. I did not drink alcohol. And I'm a swimmer. So I rose every day and went from the hotel to the Chevy Chase YMCA, where I, I used to swim when we lived in Washington. And that was weird to go back into that locker room and see the same women I'd been swimming with years earlier when I'd been there at a happy time. So it was just bizarre. But That's sort of the opposite of what most people do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going like, to say that there are a lot mush. of people out there groaning and saying, oh, God, in a time of crisis, I can't rely on my sort of crutches, my yeah. my coffee to wake me up and wine to slow me down. And, you know, but it sounds like you. Well, let's you make no mistake that a Valium and a Jack Daniels <laughs> would have been a pretty freaking awesome way to cruise through every day. But I had these four sets of eyes looking at me, and I knew that they were watching me. I think in the book that Bob and I wrote in an instant, I called myself the general in the sense that uh, those kids were queuing off me. So whatever was we were moving forward in some kind of battle formation, they better see me looking like I had it. Was that always who you were, or was that some, something because of Bob's um, sort of a relationship with the military? Did you osmose that military mindset because of his job? I didn't know anything about the military. No, I knew nothing about them before I landed in that hospital in Germany. Yeah, I really didn't. That was Bob's culture and what he knew. I think probably like both of you, I was always the organizer in the family. I'm going to just make that general assumption just that women seem to be able to have 10 files open at one time and have thought about the snacks for the 10-hour car trip. So that was always a part of my makeup. I was always ultra-organized. But the greatest sorrow to me in trying to look at what my life would look like was the piece that I loved about us, that we were the perfect two halves of a whole. So he would come home from some story, and I would have been taking care of all the kids, and I could collapse, and he could care for me. And then the role could reverse, and I didn't see that changing for the longest time. I thought for the rest of my life, I'm going to be... The giver constantly. You. Yeah. And how is that going to feel? And that's not very sexy. And that's not. I was just thinking, what's sex? Yeah, be that's like, like as yeah. sexy as some crepe sole nursing shoes. Yeah. Lisa. <laughs> and Jill. Shuffle, shuffle. Here shuffle. I am. <laughs> Let's forget about any nookie. We've got some things to do here, people. Put that back in your pants. No one was impressed. That role is a battle axe. Who wants to be that person? Some people really like that. Oof. <laughs> it's a turn on. People pay for that. Is it like Aunt Lydia and the Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> like, that's a thing? You oh, my God. That? Aunt Lydia is not a turn-on. I mean, that could kill anything. Yeah. Just, yeah. How much fun would that be to play, though? Her mm. role? No? I don't think she's ever going to get another job. She's a fantastic actress, but she's Aunt Lydia forever. <laughs> it's like Joffrey on Game of Thrones. I don't think that kid's yeah. ever going to get another job. He's been neutered. Yeah. <laughs> but he made enough money, so he didn't have to. Um, so let's talk about that for a second, making money. You felt like, wait, this may be on me, that not only am I going to be the caregiver, but I might have to be the breadwinner for this fam- large family. And what did that feel like, trying to trying to whip yourself into that particular yeah, frenzy? That was scary. I had always worked, so I knew that I'd be able to be employed, but, you know, Bob's, we had vested everything in Bob's career in the sense that we moved every two years in local TV. Uh, I'd always been a freelancer, so I could sort of stay home and figure my work stuff out with the kids. And he had just gotten to this role. So he had just started making real money. I mean, you don't make much in journalism until you get to the very top. So we didn't have, 
you know, college tuition socked away or any of that stuff. It had all been about this big sacrifice. I had, quick aside, I had married a lawyer. And so he was a, at a law firm um, and at law school when I met him. And we moved to Beijing. We were there for Tiananmen Square. I was working with all the journalists as a person in marketing and PR. And he spoke Mandarin. And so he went out with the crew uh, and became a fixer for CBS, for Susan Zarinsky, who's just become president. And the troops shot at the students, some of our students. We were living at a university. And that was where he said, this is what I want to do. I want to become a journalist. So he took a six-figure pay cut as a um, as a lawyer to a journalist, twelve thousand dollars a year in nineteen ninety one. We had a two month old baby, and the you know the next few years were about getting him where he wanted to go. And I had this conversation with younger women. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, mm-hmm. what advice do you give to women going into the sort of part of your life where you determine how you're going to handle breadwinning, division of labor? Do you say, like, don't put all your eggs in one basket? Obviously, what happened to you is extraordinary. Yes. Not not normal, but... I would have said even before I was injured, my advice to women would be keep your oar in the water. You don't have to be marching into a hedge fund every day with 20-hour days, but find something that keeps your skills active, whatever that is. Um, it was advice my mom gave me. My sweet 87-year-old mother said, you know, just keep your own. You should have your own thing that you can do. But I, I have interesting conversations now. I think the world is at an interesting place in that there's so many more stay-at-home dads supporting kick-ass women doing careers, and I 100% applaud that. But my personal belief is that if one of you wants to actively raise the children and be there— then one of you needs to take a half step back, meaning that you can't both have fabulous jobs where you're traveling around the world for a month at a time, or a nanny will raise your children. And that's okay, too, if that's what you want. But for us, we had these kids so that we could, you know, put our imprint on them and and be there. And so that was me. I was happy to do that. I had a career that could do that. Yeah. It's something that, um, you know, I've, I've mentored a lot of younger women and managed a lot of younger women, and these are all incredibly personal choices. Totally. Um, but as a child of divorce myself, I, w- I grew up with sort of a, a backbone made of, what did we call, what were we started with? Fear and nervousness? <laughs> fear and nervousness. Yeah. So yeah. tattooed on one bicep is fear and on the other bicep is nervousness if you're me. And, I'm in your um, tribe though. I may not sound yeah. like I am. And no, I have your parents are strong that, that, and no, resilient. I, I think because my parents who, my dad died from dementia about five years ago, but my parents were married their whole life. I think because they were children of the depression that they instilled in the, their three girls, like this, there's never going to be enough mentality. Like you got to keep, you know, save it for a rainy day and all that stuff. So I have yeah. a different fear and nervousness. Yeah, I've just, I've, I've mostly, I've just watched and admired what younger women coming up behind me are doing and sort of how they're arranging their lives. I do think that or in the water piece of advice is a good one to to pull out of the world of paid work entirely. Um, it is a, it it feels um it's scary it's just scary and everybody you've got to have the like the fortitude for it yeah and it's easier today i think because you can telecommute and do things that 20 years ago you couldn't do it was either you're in this God. office or you're not yes and i think there are more options today to stay engaged yeah if you'd had a different job you wouldn't have been no. able to take care of bob right you, no, you couldn't yeah. Yeah. you couldn't have 
No, and and quick plug here for our military families because that's a really big issue, and that's a whole other show that we could talk about. But I am so, I have so much privilege. Let's just recognize my privilege that Bob worked for ABC for Disney, that everything was paid for, covered. We had um, security around us so no one could take pictures. Like, we had, you know, these families spend hours or in private civilian life when a brain injury happens, fighting with insurance companies to, like, I had it so easy, and yet it was still incredibly hard. So I think about the other families who whose journey has all of the other stuff, the hardship, the work, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay for therapy? Not fair. You mentioned military families. When we come back, I want to get a little more into your work with the military now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We're talking with Lee Woodruff, and we, we've been talking about the dramatic event that changed your life. But I want to talk about, fast forward to the present, um, get out of that period into what you're doing now and how you've transformed that experience into a real service for our military service and your foundation and the work you're doing to help military families. Can you talk about that a little bit? I would love to talk about the Bob Woodruff Foundation. We, in the hospital, didn't know what how this was going to end in the acute care military hospital, Bethesda Naval. And we sort of made a pledge to ourselves as we began meeting the other families, amazing families, humble people from all around the country whose first point of entry after Germany is D.C., Walter Reed or Bethesda Naval. And what we soon realized was everybody got excellent care there. But once they left and went to their hometown and their VA, that was not necessarily, they were not all created equally. 
And we recognized how fortunate we were. We were talking about that earlier. Um, and we said to ourselves, if Bob does recover, we need to do something with our story. We, I didn't really realize the extent of the publicity on the whole thing. I never watched it. I didn't see anything on the news for a year. I wouldn't turn the TV on for a year. Or the news, I should say. We watched a lot of Lost and Grey's Anatomy. Because it, it was home. just re-traumatizing I to could, watch the no, news I and couldn't what was picture a world going on without Bob there to cover mm. it. There was an election coming up, and he'd always covered a candidate. It just made me so sad that this great guy who had just gotten to the top of his profession through no fault of his own was now like removed from it. And, and so it was a year before I recognized the enormity of this story. This is just Bob. He's this law student I married. But what you realize is when you're in somebody's living room every day, I'm sure for your husband as well, people feel like they know you. So boxes of mail were coming in, quilts and flags and carvings, and we're thinking about your family. And that was overwhelming to me. But I thought, oh my gosh, if this story, this isn't the guy that should be getting the attention, but he is because he's on TV. So we need to do something with that. And we started this foundation a year later. Um, and to date, we've given away almost $70 million. We make grants to organizations that are around the country. And we get to see a lot of them because of the travel and the work that we do. We get to see who's doing it well. We bring a lot of groups together, it's different sectors. So whether it's service dogs or recreational therapy or post-traumatic stress or my big one, infertility and um, intimacy. So helping families through in vitro have babies after injury. And we're just so proud of the work that we do to do that. Oh, you should be. That is just extraordinary. So did did that help you in getting through this incredibly difficult time? Did starting the foundation and figuring out what your story could do beyond your sphere? It did. You? I, you know, I look back at that period of my life and I think, how did I do all of those things. I was running on some unnatural kind of fuel, I'm sure. It was the adrenaline. The foundation came a little bit later, um, and we sort of took it by stages. We went out on a book tour a year after Bob was injured, and literally people were giving us $20 bills and saying, make sure this gets to a soldier, which is when we sort of formalized it and said, okay, we've got to open a 501c3. But you just made me think of something. You asked me earlier, how internally, how did I get through... And a lot of that for me as a writer was writing. And I would just come back every day. I would write down what happened because it was the one place that I had control in what was happening. I could tell my story. And I wanted to tell my story for Bob if he if he woke up. he I knew as a journalist he'd want to know everything. And life in an ICU is 99 miles an hour. And I, if he didn't live, I knew my children would want to know what happened, and I wouldn't remember. So that there was power in writing my story and journaling that, and I'm sure others have gotten you know solace from that as well in a hard time. That's what ultimately became the book, and not because we wanted to write a book, but because Bob's neurosurgeon said, I hear you're a writer, and somebody has to write about what's happening here in these hospitals because no one in America knows anything about these injuries. Thousands of these young kids are coming through with these head traumas, and we're it saving. Was, them. It was a fairly new thing, yeah. Then, but that was the term. saving them, but then, but then life goes on, right. and it is not the same, right? Well, I got to correct a myth here too, because I did. I was not like Joan of Arc. I crashed, and I went on uh, antidepressants, and I like went to talk to somebody. I can't say enough about how we need to give situational 
depression and all, we need to remove the shame and the stigma. People are made to feel like, oh, you're not strong enough to handle this. And it was my sweet little mother again who said, you know, you maybe you need to go talk to somebody and maybe you need medicine. How did she know? I think I told her how sad I was, how I couldn't see the future. And I worried that this was going to affect my children. And I needed to get out of bed every day and pack four lunches and at least try to show them that the world is a mostly good place. Did you have a therapist? I did. And and not to take anything away from mental health, because I found a better one later, I felt like all I did was go cry on cue. It's Thursday at 10. But you need that because you could yes, cry I, at home. I could with girlfriends, though. I felt like for the grief piece of it, I I was meeting somebody who was dealing with, understood total loss. What I had was ambiguous loss. Mm. You're, he's still alive, so people don't like—you're supposed to be so damn grateful because he's still sitting across from you. And when you start to say, but he's different, they're just like, oh, but aren't you so lucky? It's sort of like what it feels like to have a miscarriage, but still two living children, is people try to—so you, you can be grateful and grieve at the same time. And when I finally found that therapist, I wanted prescriptive stuff. He, I'll, I just read a quote from Oliver Sacks, which I love, and I'll share with both of you because it's so true— Outside of medication, he said, as a neuro neurologist, the only two things I've found that really work are music and the garden. And I take the garden to mean, like, just go outdoors. Yeah. And that's what this therapist said to me. When you feel low, walk outside and look at the sky, even if it's raining. There's this whole big world out there, and you're in it. You're part of that. Those little things could help. Yeah, I think that's what living in the city a lot of people miss, is that connection with nature that is so healing. In so many ways. Oh, I couldn't agree more as a cement and brick-bound <laughs> poor schlub. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, I think I think it's worth recognizing. How long did it take you to come out of that spiral? I, the medication kicked in in a couple of weeks, and I f- call it a trampoline. So it prevented me from going any lower. I, I didn't like how it made me sleep. It just... Loved getting up early, and I'd rack into like eight. I had to get used to that. I stayed on the medication for a year, and then I um, I went off it. I sort of kicked it out from under me. I could see Bob was getting better. I could see the children had come through this. And um, the foundation, I'm sure somewhere in there, was sort of a reason to live, kind of, or not to live, but to to take something bad and do something good with Boy, it. You. Yeah. And the writing probably helped, too, because you're taking everything that you're feeling and processing it yeah. through the page. And you do write so beautifully, Jill. Yes. I, before you got here, I was saying what a fantastic writer you are. I do think, though, it's it, it's important to recognize that you don't have to be a fantastic writer to get no. a tremendous amount out of journaling and writing and putting your story out there. And there, and there are so many ways now to get your story told in, in you know, on a larger forum. There's no, there's no barrier to publishing yourself. And there's no wrong and writing. there's always like an audience. Yeah. yeah, there is always an audience. Yeah. And it's, it's wonderful how the internet can organize people around issues and chatting and I have this or caregiving especially, which is what we're talking about today. Yes, thank there God. There are so many amazing aggregations because it's such an isolating job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. now you're helping people get their stories out, uh, uh, maybe not on paper, but verbally, because um, you're coaching, right? You're a media coach for people. I am. This is something I've always done, and I just sort of formalized it about two years ago. I've been doing a lot more work from different people. So helping people present, whether yeah. it's a talk or an internal meeting and message, and 
interviewing so, cameras. It's fun. So one of the things we've talked about on this podcast is that you really have to confront your fears in times of change. I think possibly the number one fear that um, maybe it's maybe it's not the number one, but it's really high up there is public speaking. So many people say that they would honestly rather jump up off a twenty-story building than give a speech in front of oh the worst a bunch speech of I ever gave in my entire life was for Lee. What? Well, yeah. Oh, it was so bad. It was. So, I wished I'd had you coaching me before. What are you and I talking can give talk. about? Oh, it was so terrible. I was so. You are a good public speaker. But not that day. She's also lying. No, she's lying. Oh she no, was no. Awesome. She no, I wasn't. It. I was so bad. I couldn't. You know what it was? I was having a menopausal moment, so I couldn't get up there without my notes because I literally could not remember my middle name. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had. Yes. Are you fifty yet, girlfriend? I'm almost sixty. No, you're not. I, I'm just May. I'll be sixty. Yeah. Well, and there's oh, an incredibly yeah. beautiful 32 uh, year old sitting exactly. to my left for anyone nice. who can't but see what I can see. I, it's so weird. You just literally can remember nothing. So I was terrified. She's She was great, by the way. So I'm so not going to let her demean herself. No, no. But, but I know those feelings where you, uh, in your own head, you feel like you've failed. I was so embarrassed. I never wanted to talk to you again. I was like, here she is. Is that why you haven't called? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I That's know. Can I we lost get past my voice. That? I yeah. lost my voice because I was in afraid From wailing? To speak you were in, in deep grief? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, can right, we so move past that? How would you coach me out of yes. shitty how talk? Do you, how do you cave? coach people? Give us something. So Give everybody something. So you practice is number one. Okay. And then number two is whatever your thing is, breathing, meditating, thinking about that happy raft in the middle of the lake. And then the the final thing is when you're done, did you die? No. So you know what? You survived. It's okay. And Lisa is here to tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't die. You were beloved. Lee, thank you so much for being here today. We have loved chatting with you. I've loved being here. If you want to connect with Lee or find out more about the foundation, you can go to Bob Woodruff foundation.org or twitter at stand for heroes yes that's stand for with the number four heroes um thank you so much for joining us and thanks to alicia haywood our producer everybody until next time If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.